Welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here in our little hobby farm, how I keep it simple in my home school, or you'll always just hear a lot about Jesus. Because I truly do believe the remedy for clutter and chaos in our world is Jesus. The more we desire him, the less we naturally desire the things of this world and the easier it is to live more simply. So you guys are going to have to bear with me on the podcast today. It might sound a little bit different. I'm not recording from my usual podcast studio, which is my office up in my bedroom. Uh, We have been on lockdown here in the Debuse house uh, with COVID. I fortunately so far have not come down with it, but three of my family members do have it. So we've been playing the quarantine game of isolating some upstairs, uh, keeping some of us downstairs. We're down to three sick upstairs, two well downstairs. Um, We are hoping it doesn't go any further than that, but we will see. So I am trying to record this without my usual recording equipment. So we'll just see how it goes. And I know that you guys understand that's life and that's what happens. So I want to talk today about something I've actually been so blessed to be working on while I'm in my little um, uh, COVID quarantine here. Uh, and I'm going to share that with you. I'm going to share with you about homeschooling today. I'm going to share with you what I'm super excited about for our upcoming homeschool year. And whether you're a homeschooler or not, as always, I think the, um, the little peek inside of our homeschool world or just hearing about you know discipleship, which is really what homeschooling is all about, will encourage you regardless of if you're a homeschooler or not. Or maybe you're new to homeschooling. Maybe you're thinking about homeschooling. You're going to get a big peek into the homeschool world today as I share with you our upcoming plans for the school year and just some overall uh, um, overall mindset uh, to get in for back to homeschool. And so before I start, I want to thank my podcast sponsor, as always, Apologia. Right now, you can go to Apologia, which is an award-winning, award-winning Christ-centered homeschool curriculum provider. They have curriculum for K-12, to traditional textbook, online, digital, self-paced. Uh, we have always loved their K-6 to elementary science. We've also loved their high school science, their health and nutrition course, but they have so many resources. Right now, you can save during their summer celebration. You can receive free shipping, save 25%, uh, also receive free shipping on orders over $150 in the contiguous United States. Go over to Apologia.com, stock up for the new year. I also just wanted to mention our new theme song at the beginning of the episode and at the end of every episode now is um, written by the 
one and only my dear, dear friend, Robin Miller. You can actually download that song, Simply Live It For Him, over on all the music streaming apps. You can go find it on Amazon Music. She also has her CD for sale and the digital download of her new album, Little Things. Robin's music is so pure and it is not about performance. It is true. Um, uh, her gift truly brings you into a time of praise and worship. And I just encourage you to go check out her music. Robin has led uh, worship at our retreats and our women's events. So go check it out. You can also follow her on Facebook at Robin Miller Ministry. So I have been stuck at home. Let me fill you guys in. I had my retreat back in July. You guys heard all about that on the last episode, I believe it was. July 13th to the 15th was our beautiful women's retreat. It is now August 2nd, and I've been home since we came home from that retreat. <laughs> With the exception of like running to the store or the drive through pharmacy or something like that. Um, you know, the Walmart pickup. I haven't been anywhere. So it's been kind of an interesting couple of weeks. I'm on my third week home now. <clears throat> and so let's see, we came back from the retreat and my car was in the shop and it kind of forced me to be home. Uh, funny fact, I still don't have my car back. Um, but anyway, we came home from the retreat and I was kind of forced to be home, which, you know, after that retreat, I was really welcoming welcoming the idea of being home. I love being home because I needed a little time to just decompress after all that the retreat was. And so I rested and got, you know, lots of rest and lots of things done around here, ready to get back out there. And then my husband came down with COVID last week and slowly but surely, one at a time, they have been also uh, succumbing to it. The rest of our family here, and so I've been home a lot and I have been spending the majority of my time in what was our laundry room that before all of this happened, we were conveniently converting to a guest room. And I was trying to make it like a nice little room for my daughter and her husband when they come to visit or anyone who comes to visit. Uh, normally we have like a pull-out sofa where people stay. And we sort of did some furniture rearranging recently. And so we didn't really have that option anymore for the um, the pull-out sofa bed uh, to be the guest place. So we decided to make our laundry room a little guest room. And we have a bed in here and my son is painting. Thankfully, the one who is still not sick, <laughs> he's been able to do some painting and and get it looking like a real guest room. But I've actually been enjoying my time because there's this beautiful uh, slider door off onto our deck in this room. And I wrote about it on Instagram, but you can go check it out. Like what a perspective shift. I am so grateful every morning I have this beautiful sliding door. Uh, I can open it and hear the birds and, and you know see the sun rising up and just, um, it's a beautiful view. And so I'm kind of really thankful for that because I wouldn't have this view had I not been down here. Now I have a I have a pretty nice view from my my bedroom, but this is a whole different opposite side of the house. And so I've been grateful for that. I've been grateful to spend time here. Lots of time in God's word, lots of time um in prayer, lots of time just doing a lot of things that 
you know, I've kind of been not able to do being so busy lately. So it's kind of nice when the Lord slows you down, even if the reason he slows you down isn't something we're thrilled about. Um, it's been nice. And I do have to say that all of the uh, people that are sick here in my home, they have a pretty mild case. So we are so incredibly grateful and thankful for that. So anyway, one of the things I, I have been able to do actually last week was I was able to do a webinar from my kitchen table, which see, isn't that amazing? I'm in quarantine, but I was still able to um, minister through beautiful technology these days to a couple hundred homeschoolers out there. And that was exciting. And I got to really help them focus on not back to school, but you know, homeschool as discipleship. And so that webinar was for generations, uh, generations.org, I believe it is. I don't know if you can find the replays. They might be on their Facebook page, but you can go check them out. They have a lot of great Bible-based resources, so you can go to their website and check out all that they offer. But one of the things I was talking about last week was, you know, starting out your new year and really sitting at the feet of Jesus. And we're not starting out, you know, many of us out there are like, okay, what planner should I get? What curriculum should I get? What system, you know, should I put in place? Uh, what type of homeschooler am I going to be? You know, what method, what style and all these things. And I've got to get the homeschool room just right. And I really encourage the moms, like if you're not sitting at Jesus's feet first, it's really all for naught because you're trying to operate in your own strength. And again, the things I'm talking about right now for homeschool, if you're not a homeschooler, these are principles that are going to apply to your life no matter what. And so, you know, we have to be very careful though as homeschoolers that we don't get so caught up in planning our homeschool that we're not letting God lead our homeschool. And we have to remember why we are doing what we are doing. And if we're putting academics above everything else, we are missing the point of the true value of homeschool as home, home discipleship. And we are missing the value of teaching our children to know and follow the Lord. The greatest life skill you will ever teach your children is to hear his voice and to follow. The greatest book you will ever teach in your homeschool is the Bible, because that is the book that is going to equip them for life. That is the book that will equip them for their academics. That is the book that it will equip them for whatever life throws their way. That is the book that is going to equip them for life. And so we want to be careful that we don't get caught so caught up in all of the homeschool stuff, right? This time of year, I've done a lot of consulting appointments lately. I do homeschool consulting over the phone and I kind of mentor and help guide homeschooling moms, whether they're seasoned homeschooling moms or they're brand new homeschooling moms, kind of help guide them. And most of them come to me and say, I don't know what curriculum to choose. I don't know what method. And I'm like, hey, let's go back to the beginning and say, why are you doing what you're doing? Who called you to do this? And are you praying about it? Are you seeking him? Make a list of your goals. And I'm not talking about academic goals, but maybe like for each child, what are your, I have this in my own journal for each child that I'm left still homeschooling, only two left, but I have written down like, what are the things I want to see in them this year? What are the goals for them? Not academic goals, because those are secondary to the real goals that I have in mind, spiritual goals, personal growth goals, life skills, goals, all those types of things. And so I've sat down these past two weeks and I've done that. I've written down like those, um, those goals that I have in mind for them that are not necessarily at all about academics. And so I spent time with the Lord, like 
I have one that's starting his senior year and it literally kills me to even say that because I've just gone through two very hard transitions of uh, from homeschool to adulthood with my last two. And even though I'm so happy for them and I'm thrilled to see them grow, it is a transition and it is hard. And so here I have a third one and I'm just like, Lord, I don't know if I can do this again. I don't know if I can let another one go. And so one of the prayers I've actually been praying recently is, Lord, help me to walk through this. Like help me not to be sad and dwell on, or no, I actually wrote down, you know, it's okay to be sad, but it's not okay to dwell on it, to stay there. And so, yes, I have that emotion and that sadness and that grief, which I feel is perfectly normal. But what I don't want to do is dwell on it because I'm already counting the weeks. Like I caught myself this morning starting to count the weeks until he goes on to his next step. And, um, and then I'll have, you know, this year with my last, and I don't want to be living in that place where like this whole next year or this whole next month for my other son is in this place where I've got one eye on it and I can't really enjoy like what's going on right now. So I don't want the senior year to be, um, oh no, I know what's coming next year's coming that I can't actually really enjoy his senior year. Um, I don't want to be consumed with the grief that's to come when right now I still have him home. So a lot of my goals right now have been focusing on those types of things, not even the academics, you know, Lord, what do you want for him in this last year? I mean, it's the last year that I truly get to disciple him in this way where he'll be under my roof and, you know, still under our authority. Lord, what can I do this year that will have the most impact for his spiritual growth, for his life skills? I want to prepare him for life. I am not interested in building up a transcript so that he looks good on the outside to others. I am interested in this human being that I am launching into the world as a disciple of Christ. And so that has been my focus. And so I've spent the past couple of weeks, you know, focusing on those things. And then just the past few days, the Lord has really led me in what we are going to do with the academics. So for my senior he has very few actual credits that he still needs. And, you know, there are things like um, English credit that he needs and uh, history, I think it is credit. Um, and I know there are, we have to finish up his algebra too uh, from the spring. We're going to finish that up. And then there are things I want to do like real life math, you know, uh, stewardship, that kind of thing. And so there's things kind of that he has to do academically. And then there's other things where it's like, okay, now what do I really want him to know? And so my other son, uh, so I just have two left at home, is going into eighth grade. And many of you have followed me for years. You know he's our little farmer boy who isn't so little anymore. I mean, he's a full-blown teenager, 13, going on 14 in November. And um, he, though, is the one that has always loved the animals and nature. And he takes care of the animals. And he's just, you know... I've seen this past year that he, that is one thing. I mean, I've always known that he's interested in animals, but I've really seen that he's, you know, he can really, um, he'll, he'll want to know things and he'll go and look up things about animals. And he'll just like, tell me all the time, do you know this about, you know, whatever animal it is? And I'll be like, how do you know that? And he's, you know, like, oh, I looked it up. And so, 
you know, I kind of want to make sure that I, I go with that. I often talk about interest led learning and there's a lot more learning that takes place when they're really interested in it. Now I know as he approaches high school, there are going to be certain things that he just has to learn and he may not be interested in. So I do get that. But when he does have a huge interest, I like to guide uh, his lessons in that. And so using that um, to sort of help in maybe things that he's weak in. So for instance, maybe I know this year I really need to help him focus more on his writing. Well, what better things to write about than the things he's interested in? So a lot of his writing assignments will be based on things he's interested in. So many of you will remember that several years ago when my children were ages preschool up to sixth grade, that we did um, for the entire year, we used the Bible as our main textbook. And so every lesson we did, history, science, uh, language, arts, all of that, all came from our passages that we were studying in the Bible. And I always talk about how it was the most, you know, is our best year. It was a lot of work, but it was truly our best year. And so I kind of had the idea this year that I, I kind of want to use the Bible again as our core um, but a little bit different. So rather than just going through a book of the Bible, like we did Genesis and part of Exodus back then, I have uh, decided that I wanted to do kind of like some unit studies that I'm putting together on my own. I am so excited about this. So I am, and I'll give you a little glimpse into what I've written down so far, but I have had this idea. So, okay, let me try to explain how this came about. Last year, we did Gather Around, which is unit studies where you can include all ages. And it was very much like when I used the Bible as our main textbook. Everything except math was right there every day. Um, and we did the entrepreneurship uh, course. And we also did, I think it was the European countries. Um, and we really liked kind of that way of learning. And so I was thinking of and doing another one this year, but as the Lord was leading me, again, that is really important because just because he's leading me does not mean he's leading you in this. I'm just giving you my ideas. Um, but as I was sitting down and kind of, you know, after I had prayed through spiritual goals and character goals and life skill goals, I was starting to think about academic goals and thinking, okay, these are the things we must do. We must do this math. We must do, you know, these things. But then how do I want the rest of it to look? And I really felt the need that I wanted to use the Bible again as our core. And then I thought, well, it would be really cool to do like animals from the Bible because my son is really interested in animals. But then I thought, you know, I also like the idea that, you know, he's into the farming and kinds of things like that. Maybe we can do, um, you know, farming. And, and so anyway, what happened was the Lord really showed me that we could do this kind of unit study. I didn't need to go purchase anything. I did the Bible as our main textbook for one year and that was our best year. So perhaps I could kind of put this together on my own. Because what I have really realized as I'm preparing this is, now it's only taken me how many years of homeschooling? I think we're going on 17 or 18 years that I really don't want to stick to somebody else's curriculum. I know that sounds terrible and I'm not trying to say like I know best, but what I'm saying is I really enjoy the freedom of learning for the sake of learning and not being so stuck in like a schedule or, you know, a plan book that I just want to like learn about these things and see where it goes. So 
What I have so far is we're going to do plants and animals of the Bible. And I've broken it down into kind of, I guess you could call it modules. Like, and I, I, I was at first writing down, like, we're going to do this on week one and this on week two. And then I was like, no, that's the part that trips me up. We are going to do these little modules and however long they take, they take. So like the beginning, the first module, so to speak, I want to just do an overview of the creation days in Genesis one. And so, you know, talking about where does God create plants and animals, um, you know, in those days of creation, I want to talk about, because I want you to remember, this is going to be middle school and high school level. I'm going to do this mostly with my middle schooler, but for sure the high schooler is going to sit in on it and we're going to count this kind of as Bible. There's going to be geography, science in here, and you'll see how I'm going to incorporate language arts into it. But, you know, we're going to talk about God, how he made animals and plants to reproduce. So there'll also be a lot of health and nutrition in this as well. Um, we're going to do some writing and some, I want to do a lot of copy work because I think that copy work really helps with writing skills. So we're going to write out the biblical account of creation. We're going to list and order the days of creation. I also want to include some art and him study in here. So I will have him maybe sketch a, a drawing representing creation to you. Like how, you know, how does he see creation and have him creatively, uh, depict how, it looked when the Lord created the earth in seven or six days. Uh, what is the seventh day of rest? Research the importance of that, you know, and then just talk about, you know, God as creator in Genesis one. So will that take a week? Maybe. Will that take two weeks? Maybe. And then I also want to incorporate any books like fiction uh, books that might go into this um, study as well. So I haven't really gone through everything yet to pick all this stuff out, but I just want to give you an overview. Then I want to break down the next module to be birds and talk about, you know, what day did God create the birds, have him copy out that passage, you know, looking up in the original uh, text in the Hebrew word for winged creature or bird, because there's a great opportunity here for word study. Um, talk about how many times the word bird is mentioned in the Old Testament and the New Testament, because you find birds all throughout the Bible. And then this will lead us into a little bit of a study of the classification of birds. We'll talk about and we'll learn about animal classification and, you know, how that works in science. And then we will research birds of the Bible and cite as many verses as we can. And, you know, pick one of your favorites and research it and then maybe have him write a short paper about a particular bird. We'll learn the anatomy of birds and we're going to study Audubon. I'm going to have him read a biography of John James Audubon. He'll sketch birds. We'll listen to bird calls. We will talk about migration of birds. So that's what I have for that module. But as you can see, like, don't your wheels get turned? Like my wheels are already spinning. Like there is so much you can do here. And, um, you know, verses are like flooding my mind already about birds in the Bible. Of course, in Matthew 6, 25 to 34, one of my very favorite passages, he talks about, look at the birds of the air. Uh, then you have the, the verse about, you know, look at the sparrow. There are so many verses talking about eagles are in the Bible. So we can talk about that. Um, vultures, you know, there's so many different things that we can do. I'm so excited about this. And then we're going 
going to do a module for farm animals or domesticated animals. And obviously, we're going to spend a great deal of time, I think, researching sheep and learning, um, you know, about sheep and science of herding sheep and caring for sheep and shepherds. And this is literally, you know, one of the oldest domestic domestic domestication of, I can't say the word of animals that they're you know that we know and you know learn that history but then obviously of course how does that relate to us and our relationship to Jesus as our shepherd I'm going to have him read the book Mountain Born because that has always been one of my very favorite books and I read it to him when he was little but I guarantee he doesn't remember it and now as an older teenager reading it on his own will be a huge difference than mommy reading it to him when he was like four years old um, and then I can't think of the title off the top of my head but there's a sequel to that book um, and I, it's something to do with Peter, but I can't think of the actual title. But we will do the. I will have him read both of those books because I think those uh, Mountainborn has always been a favorite of mine, where it is this beautiful story, but also has this um, underlying theme of Jesus as our shepherd. So we will look at then, the, like I said, the early domestication of animals. Uh, which uh, animals do we see in the Bible that were domesticated? cite passages of the Bible that mention farm animals or domesticated animals. Uh, we'll look at the history of when dogs became domesticated. Um, you know, what does the Bible say about dogs? And then again, studying the classification of animals here and looking at where these animals fall into the classification system. Then we'll also talk about what animals are native to certain, you know, areas of the world. We'll look at the anatomy of certain animals. And then again, he can sketch and label that. We will definitely um, do some artwork and some hymns relating to creatures. Then I wanna do a module based on flowers and botany. And so we will look at the basic reproduction of plants, the parts of the flower, we'll label and sketch, we'll look at all different types of flowers. And then I want that to lead into a study of natural remedies and herbs. I have been reading some books while I've been at home about natural remedies and you know how God created these plants for us. And I'm really you know intrigued by all of that. So I wanna do that. And that'll definitely count a lot for health and nutrition and yet science. And then in each of these modules, I will do a lot of writing assignments. I will give him a lot of copy work, you know, copying, find the scriptures that talk about these plants, these animals, these birds, uh, you know, copying them and then maybe having him do a paper with each one, you know, picking, like I said, an animal, picking a bird to research, uh, picking a flower to research or natural remedies and things like that. And then I lastly have down in one more module. And again, this is just a work in progress. I will be changing it, I'm sure, which will be about farming and food and techniques around the world and throughout history and, um, you know, a lot of different farming techniques and um, just the basics of farming and our food and eating well and real food and not processed food and all of that stuff. So as you can see, there is so much to learn. And so as I'm writing this all out, like I said, I'm not putting it into weeks. I'm not putting it into days. I'm just writing out the stuff. And then I'm, you know, I'll probably get it a little more organized, but I'm thinking that we'll sit down and I'll be like, okay, uh, I already looked up. There's tons of books about birds. There's, I'm sure that there's fiction books that are based on birds. I'm sure that I just have to look at the, you know, what kind of literature I want him to read. But there's tons of books about birds of the Bible. There's tons of books about animals in the Bible, you know, flower, all these things. So 
I'm going to add a lot of resources to this. But what I'm thinking is, you know, we'll sit down every day and we'll just like learn together. You know, it's, it's so complicated when we try to make it into this boxed curriculum, because for me over the years, it's always so hard to follow because our life doesn't always fit neatly and orderly into the schedule that someone else put together. So I feel like if I can get all these ideas written down that each week we can just go with it. I'll have a ton of books for him to read. I'll have stuff for him to write out. We'll watch videos together on days where we have a lot of time. We'll do a ton of it on days where we don't. It might just look like, okay, pull out your math and focus on that today. Pull out one of these books and focus on that today. We can be, you know, very flexible with this and I'm super excited. So I want to share that with you guys today. So look, I am not sharing this. So if you're out there and you bought all your curriculum and you're hearing this and you're like, oh, that sounds good. So that you go and switch because that's me. I'll, I'll hear something somebody's doing and I'll be like, wow, that sounds great. Maybe I should do that. That is not what I want. I'm just showing you the process of how the Lord led me in our school year this year. So like I said, I sat down for the past few weeks. I kind of had an idea in my head that maybe we'd purchase a gather around unit study, or maybe there were certain things I wanted to study. And then the Lord really just started showing me like plants and animals of the Bible, plants and animals of the Bible. And I had no idea how that was going to look. And then the ideas just started flowing. And I just started thinking, yes, this is a much more natural way for us of learning. And I feel like when I'm excited about it and they're excited about it, it's a hundred percent better than when like I pull something out and say, okay, it's time to check all these things off our list. And so this reminds me of, like I said, the year we did the Bible as our main textbook, where I kind of like pulled everything out of our Bible passages. Although this would be a little bit different. This is a lot more topical where that was more expository. This is more like, okay, these are the topics. Now, you know, what does the Bible have to say about these things? So it's a little bit different. If you are interested in seeing how we use the Bible as our main textbook that year, you can go to my website at Simply Living For Him, click on the e-courses button, and you will see how we did that. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited about this school year. The most important thing, no matter what you choose, what curriculum you choose. Remember, every season of homeschool is different. Every year is different. So like this year is different. I have a senior and an eighth grader. Um, you know, other years I had four children at home. Other years I had three children at home. Other years I had all little ones. Now I have you know, pretty much high school level only left. And so every season is different. Every year is different. And that's the way it's supposed to be. Don't get frustrated that, oh, this has to be different than last year. Guess what? It is different than last year. You're in a new season. The most important thing though to do is to step back from all the noise, step back from all the information, step back from all the voices that are like clamoring for your attention, sometimes even your own can be worse than others, and just step back and say, Lord, I want to hear your voice above all. Lord, I want to stay solely focused on you this year. Lord, my most important task each day is to point my children to you. That means some days are going to be really, really hard, and that's okay because those are opportunities to point them to you. That's the other thing, people. I want you to remember that when you try to plan every minute of your day out perfectly and have a perfect schedule, you're going to become very frustrated when it doesn't go according to plan. 
but guess what? It's not always going to go according to plan. Teach your children how to manage life. Teach them how to deal with interruptions. Teach them how to deal with adversity. Teach them how to deal when trials and struggles come your way because you must be prepared for them. They will come your way. And that's why I feel like with this kind of school setup that I have for this year, that no matter what comes our way, it's very flexible. I have all the ideas written down. And as I'm get coming across resources and as I'm coming across things, I'm literally just putting them into my computer. Like I'm putting all the links in a document so I have everything ready to go. So I may not have every day planned out or every week planned out or every month planned out, but I have all of this information that I can sit down at any time and be like, all right, let's learn. Let's go with this. And so maybe this sounds a little too loosey-goosey for some of you guys, and that's okay. Some people just thrive with a very boxed curriculum that says, here, do this. That's wonderful. Whatever works for you, but most importantly, hear me on this and write this one down. Whatever God leads you to do in your homeschool and in your life, that is exactly what you should be doing. So if you haven't prayed about your school year and you're ready to start, before you start, make sure you're submitting it to the Lord. Surrender, submit, sit at his feet. Your children are his. Your school year is his. Everything is his. Give it all to him and watch how it unfolds. Remember, if it's hard, that's okay. In fact, that's the way it's probably supposed to be because the Lord wants to teach you something. On the really great days, enjoy it and rejoice and be happy and content in that day because those are beautiful times in our homeschool. When we look back on all of our homeschool memories, I, I just, you know, I cherish those wonderful days. But that doesn't mean there weren't hard days too. With the good come the bad and they balance each other out. But most importantly, we keep our eyes focused on the Lord. So I wanted to share that with you guys today. Like I said, our life is a little haphazard here, up and down with, with quarantines and sickness and praying that nobody else gets it. But I wanted to record this as I was working on our school and I thought, you know what? Uh, this would be a great topic right now as we're all heading back to the school year. So I want to know what you what you think. Continue the conversation. Let me know what you think. I may do a Facebook Live or an Instagram Live video about our upcoming school year or two. And if I do, I will announce that. So look for that. But if you have any questions or if you are interested in homeschool consulting, please reach out to me. You can find the information on my website. Uh, you can click on the button for consulting at uh simplylivingforhim.com. Also, you can find the e-courses over there for Bible-based homeschooling. And I also have an e-course called Simplify Your Homeschool. Um, and of course, my books are available on Amazon. There are many women every year that tell me they read my book at the beginning of their school year because it helps them to focus on what truly matters most. There's The Simple Homeschool Journey, and there's Called Home, Finding Joy and Letting God Lead Your Homeschool. And then there's Real Homeschool, Letting Go of the Pinterest Perfect and Instagram ideal homeschool. So all of those would be great resources for you as you begin your school year. But most importantly, the best resource of all is right there with your Bible, sitting with the Lord and asking him to lead you. So I hope this encouraged you today. If it did, let me know. And until the next time, I wish you all the blessings and joy in Jesus today. Please.